We are live for episode 52 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Friday, March the 18th, and I am still sad, but not as sad as I was last night. Got Ryan Fox here with my fire team, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Last night was tough. Uh, if you know our interest outside of video games uh, last night was probably one of the low points that we've had in some time. And I know Fox got a good dose of copium last night on Twitter. If you are seeing his personal account, so uh, that's a it's a good some funny replies to go uh, to go read on. <laughs> At not Ryan Fox, by the way, <laughs> and the chronicler himself, Chad Ocero. Oh, uh, I I do not have the same interests outside of gaming, so uh, I was doing fine, and it's it's a happy day. It's a Friday. <laughs> And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, and then resubscribe, and then click the bell and turn on notifications. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Send us bungee friend requests so we can play games together. Uh, specifically, this new raid, I would like to get some more people um, educated. That way we can uh, run this thing pretty swift uh, three times each week uh dylan uh jared's boy dmg brought the twab this week but you'll hear about that later before we get to the twab we are going to listen to our wonderful intro music from our favorite link who you can find on twitter at link of time g and we will see you on the other side All right, everyone. It's been quite a week uh, for Destiny 2. Uh, first of all, the seasonal dialogue, and we got the last battle, Battlegrounds, and Crow just couldn't help himself, to, but uh, he had to go and screw it up and threaten our very partnership that we had going with the Cabal after we already took out a good chunk of them with the, <laughs> whenever we started going into the throne world they're trying to get there at the same time and chad man Salden came through and, and saved our butts didn't he oh yeah he definitely saved our butts and it's definitely spoilery territory and i'm hoping that friday is long enough into the season it's, it'll take you like 45 minutes to get through that the quest line if you've been keeping up with it but uh he he basically offered his life to keitel to uh to save crow who throughout this this entire series like season he's he's been very very uh um critical of crow towards to, Z- to zavala too like in confidence when you hear them on like the radio broadcasts um and so he offered his life up to to Keitel and she took it but made use of it so he is now big daddy Valis forge he is a Valis on her council, her war council. So that's going to be really crazy. I think she's the he's the first human on the council, 
Uh, they do have scions, so they have other species besides Cabal. Um, so it's it's not unprecedented, but it's it's the first of our kind, which is awesome. Yeah, they, that also uh, means that no more bananas. <laughs> well, if you nah, listen to that, I don't believe that to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're they're changing up. He's uh, the, the the Cabal are not. They don't care about the the Iron Banner tokens though. Um, that was a little Twitter post that was put out just a little bit ago. So uh, make sure before the end of this season, you you run out of those uh, Iron Banner tokens. You use them up. Get maybe one or two uh, plus sixty eight armor if you're lucky. Hmm. And uh, and uh, you know he'll be getting the the treatment that everybody else has been getting, which is going to be nice. So it's going to be. So are we expecting like a targeting system similar to uh, Saint and uh, our boy Drifter? Yeah, probably. That's going to be nice. Uh, what's not going to be fun is uh, rolling through those banner tokens, cashing those things in. Hopefully they're smart enough to make Iron Banner the last week of the season. That way we don't have to remember to do it like three or four weeks before the season's over. Uh, I think you're wrong on that one because they, the guy gave us the week breakdown of when that's going did. to be. But he was the breakdown of the rest of the season. <laughs> what a segue. What a segue you guys didn't pick up on there. Yeah, so a lot of people's been on Twitter asking DMG and the community team to like, hey, we used to have like seasonal roadmaps of like when stuff's getting released on on certain weeks. So people was like, a lot of you know, there's big content creators like to take weeks and weeks off to go do something else and whatever Destiny's at its low points. But you know, we're here every week and and dishing it out no matter what. So we do got some major timeline. Uh, major things happening later on in the season that probably we need to make sure we got certain power levels uh, ready before we, we hit that week. And, you know, uh, for us, we care a lot about Grandmaster Nightfalls. And that's going to pop off on April 5th, which is just ooh, two and a half weeks away. Um, ooh, that's not good for me. <laughs> I've kind of slacked. I've kind of slacked the last two weeks on the pinnacle, the pinnacle game. I think I'm sitting at like 56 or 57. Yeah, I'm at plus. I'm at plus 15. So that that helps. But yeah, unacceptable. <laughs> Sorry. Just save up those seasonal challenges and pop them whenever you're in a, a fire team, in an activity. That's what I've been doing. It's like just getting just getting them done, but I'm not claiming them yet until like we're we're gaming together. And then next weekend, Trials is back with Zone Capture, which that's uh, something that was around last season. And usually people get in there and have fun with that. April 8th brings Trials Freelance, which probably be the time I will be playing Trials for the first time this season. Is get in there and try to get a few of those engrams stacked up and, and focus a couple. The Shiori's Wrath now has... Adrenaline Junkie in the last column. So now I think I actually want that. And then it's instead of running this funnel web that only has like a range of like 15 meters in downsides. So our ears got 20 something. So now a lot of people was going off about funnel web. I think this, I sure, sure as rap, I'll be able to take, take it out of its place. Man, that, that gun is, that gun is so good. I love that gun. And my, I got like the absolute adept role that I wanted last season of that. So I was very happy 
Uh, that's really the only gun I really wanted last season uh, out of the out of that pool of weapons. So I was happy to see it. Uh, I would like to get a better summoner, and I was getting absolutely stomped by Aisha's embrace and uh, Iron Banner out of there. Yeah, those yellow bellies hanging back at the back of the map, picking you off. Is that what's what going on? <laughs> yeah, they're uh, probably Duke fans too, if I had to guess. <laughs> um, Foxy mentioned Iron Banner. We have two more this season, and that is the week of April 12th and the week of May 10th. And I believe the last day of the season is May 24th. I think that's what it says in game when you look at the season, season pass. So that is two weeks before the end of the end of the season. So we'll make sure we remind you whenever that week's going on to make sure you spend all your tokens and as uh, that we don't have any others left over. In the words of Dave Grohl, I've got another confession to make. Uh, I don't believe that I am going to get that quest done on all three characters this season for Iron Banner. Yeah. I think it's I think it's gonna be a it'll definitely I'll get I'll get the warlock one done. I'll probably mm-hmm. get the Titan one done. The hunter, very unlikely. Yeah. Well, if you just try to go one character per Iron Banner, you might be able to get it done. Yeah. I, I a little bit you would think that I'm already I'm already too far behind. I'm already too far <laughs> behind on this one <laughs> to yeah. do it. Uh I can't imagine the second and third Iron Banner I'm gonna be more intrigued to play it. So mm-hmm. And then we also have the Master Valve, Valve of the Disciple coming out on April 19th. So that's going to be 1590 level. So that means you need to get 15, you need to get 1560 and then have plus 21 on your artifact if you want to make that an, an easier experience than what it's going to be. Jeebus. Yeah. I think that's going to be the, hard, is, is, gonna be the hard, is, hardest part of that, Chad. Bruh, you kidding me? <laughs> what was the hardest part on day one? <laughs> That's gonna be I, it. I don't. I don't know. I. I don't think that third room will be the the hardest part, though. <laughs> I didn't look. Like, I didn't oh. look what there's gonna be, but it's probably gonna be something like you can't use the same artifact twice. Yeah, I'm. I'm willing to bet it's gonna be that exactly that. Everyone's got to yeah. basically. Everyone has to cycle through all the artifacts essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the last boss fight is just going to be double dunks and two people passing the buff back and forth, like or person on the plate. triple dunks. But no, That's it's fine. probably just doubles. Doubles is easy. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, what would the caretaker be? Everybody, um, everybody has to shoot. Everybody has to get the symbols, probably. Everybody has to shoot a set, like a pair of symbols, I'm, I'm assuming. Because that makes you do three fours, and you'd have to do two per four, oh, so that okay. would be yeah. six people. Yeah. yeah so I don't know. We, I'm sure you could data mine it, figure it out. But yeah, uh, next week, Val Disciple challenges do start up. But as you, as we know, and uh, how Fault of Glass went, you have to do the challenges on Master. So. Yeah, they're coming out next week. Maybe it might be good to get some practice in on them. 
but the most important time to get them done is whenever the master comes out to get the challenges done then yeah because then you get the you unlock the adept guns that way for the chest at the end Mm -hmm. all right so that is the main points i mean there's there's all kinds of other trials weekends that's going on that's switching between freelance and zone capture and those kind of things so um hey let me let me ask one question yeah are we gonna have are we gonna have adept craftable weapons i i don't know i don't i i don't think so um i don't think i'm really hoping not i think that's gonna be only done through the map because you can already buy them through the chest um so i think that's just how they're doing it there's the crafting an adept weapon would be ridiculous it it would cost all your material to do it like once Uh, you know it should at that point you're getting dangerously close to what the the pinnacle weapons of recluse and mountaintop was yeah you're better off being forced to run a raid and unlocking it and then you can buy it at the chest Mm -hmm. and hope you get it i mean we are extremely powerful now with all this stuff that's been going on so yeah absolutely absolutely i just i mean i don't i don't want there to be <clears throat> i don't want to have to get five adept weapons to craft be able to craft an adept weapon because if i do that i'll never craft like the normal weapon i'll just be like this is a waste of time to do this so i do not want that so i mean like think about it not you, the you, case. you only get the adept weapon from from doing the challenge in the master then that's that challenge that week. That's the only way you get it. You know how hard it would be to <laughs> to run the master and you only have three chances per week to get that one weapon. And then it doesn't drop out of any of the chests. So that like free mm-hmm. red gun chest, it wouldn't come yeah. out of that. You'd have to hope you get it on that week and then buy it that week. It, I really no, do. I hope they change that where it's like if you're it's your you're the first boss clear of the week that if you have a web a depth weapon in your loot pool that it can drop just once per week. Like I'd like to say you have like the submission unlocked. And that's the only one you have unlocked as a, as the adept version that can drop as the final chest. Cause you use two drops on your first character. So I think that'd be cool if they, if they let that happen. And speaking of crafting, boy, do we got some updates for you with crafting um this is something we've talked about a lot since it came out i know fox is probably lost some sleep trying to write a couple articles about it (laughs) and on tuesday there's a hot fix coming out that's going to change some things and first of all the element caps are going to go from 250 to a thousand and then the neutral element cap is going to go from 8500 to 10,000. So across the board, that's great news. And, and Chad, I know you've talked about a lot how you've been saving weapons that you completed and just putting them in the vault. I've been keeping them on my third character and just like moving weapons around because my vault space is running out again. <laughs> so like I have like six completed guns in each slot on a third character. And then some some extras that haven't been done yet. Like I haven't just if I'm sitting grinding like 
like just strikes, I'll just toss them on there just to get them done if I'm not leveling up a weapon. But yeah, no, it's 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 ridiculous. It's not. It's yeah. This increase is great. Um, and then I think it's it's it, what they're talking about after that is going to be super mm. helpful to yep. just overall. I'm I'm glad that that shows that they're either it was already an idea they were just testing this to see how it would work, or they were like, you know what? Yeah, we need to scrap this completely, hundred percent. Either way, I'm fine with it. Fox, go ahead. Yeah, Jared. You want me to go ahead? Okay, I'll go ahead. So I know Jared and I were talking, I think it was before you got on, Chad, about how it seems like this crafting system got changed maybe 90% of the way through, and they had to kind of uh, go on the fly to do this, which makes a lot of sense because, you know, whenever we first started, Chad, that uh, that day one, we're like, <clears throat> you got, I think you got like a crate or some gun that had like, overflow rampage on it and you're like which which of these traits should i take off of this gun and you know they kind of mentioned in the twab that hey you know like we had some things come up we changed some things initially it was going to be this but we had to settle for this so i think that what we have was a half-baked idea that was thrown on at the end and that's probably why they're so eager to change it yeah, uh, did you guys feel the same way whenever you read the TWAP? What came to mind for me was about them having technical difficulties about all the different currencies. Uh, like they was like going to have just a rampage currency. So like if you got a weapon to drop the rampage, that's the only way to get the currency to, to extract the rampage. And then it would have to be a red border weapon in order to do that. And it was technical and usability issues so when they throw in the world technical with also the usability issues that i don't think the og consoles could have handled all the different currencies along with, with that's just three gigs dumb. of ram yeah that's just <laughs> dumb to have that many currencies anyways that's what came to mind for me um yeah what jared said <laughs> Of course, right? Now, that wouldn't it be what Jared said. Ascended alloys, though, that's coming from like kind of like the in-game activities of the throne world, and they they kind of okay with where they are because it it it's kind of just like it's just like an in-game chase. Like you don't need the enhanced perks on the gun, but it's something shiny to show off, saying that you've used this gun this much. And you love that combo of perks that you went ahead and enhanced them. That's what's going. That's what's going to mean to me if I see that uh, for most weapons. But next season, they're just going to completely remove ruinous, adroit, mutable, drowned, energetic elements from weapon crafting, leaving neutral elements. And ascended alloys. That's wonderful, right? That's the only two they're leaving. So and the neutral you get from like everything, basically, right? Those are the, like the the green ones, and then the alloys. Do you think they'll make them less rare, or maybe not less rare, but available from more sources? 
Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to add like a source every season for it. Maybe if they add Throne World things. I think I the guess. Master Raid's going to have it. Mm, yeah, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. uh, the Glaive you, is the whole that, reason we have it. Have you capped at 10 of this? Uh, no, I've never had 10. I've never had more than three. Uh, pretty sure you're capped at 10. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't think I it no even proof. goes to the postmaster, does it? Mm. Yep. I'll never know. So <laughs> weapon crafting is something that Bungie's definitely going to keep a close eye on going forward. And there's a few other points that they're looking into, but no uh no solid thoughts going through so far. But they're gonna look to add more player control over deep sight weapon unlocking of weapon patterns, and then continue the modern deep sight weapon stacking stockpiling and acquisition rates and we're also discussing feedback around reshaping costs for those who wish to experiment more frankly with their selections so that last bullet point there you know we always look at all these other weapons that we get to drop randomly and there's always two barrel perks and two mag perks and then trait three and four why isn't it whenever you level your weapon to just to say level 25 or level 30 that you get to select another row of perks to put on the weapon. I, I think this might, that would probably solve, I don't know what tactical behind it, how difficult it'd be for Bungie, but there's a lot, there's, we have those weapons in game with two selectable traits all the way through. I'll be yeah. real honest with you. I'd be satisfied with just being able to, if I've already paid the alloy or whatever for the enhanced trait, I just have that unlocked and I can go reshape it without having the cost of having mm-hmm. to switch it and then reapply an ascendant alloy. I would be happy with that. Now, what you're saying with the everything that you've unlocked being available on the weapon, mm-hmm. that would be like the dream scenario. But yeah. we gotta we gotta walk before we can run, right? So that's kind of where I'm at with it. I would just take yeah, two think- rows at this point though. Well, so you can make it a swap, hot swappable, essentially, yeah. where you can like switch it during a raid, but then after you can fly in, move them around, and then fly back out. I mean, like, like I like that idea. I like Ryan's idea. Probably, I think it's the, mm-hmm. makes the most sense. Um, the only other thing that I thought of was like as you level it, the costs of reshaping it just decrease over time. So, like, obviously, you're using it more. The more you use it, like, every maybe every five levels, it chunks down Mm -hmm. or a little bit or every 10 because that's how they work with uh with like all the tiers and stuff like every 10 it just goes chunk it drops like a Mm -hmm. significant percentage so like once you hit level 30 with a weapon it's like it's cheap it's you can go in there no matter what and it's fine um because like i don't really use my palmyra a lot i haven't used Mm -hmm. it in any in-game stuff i use it significantly because it's fun i like it you know um and it's already level 24 like i'm i'm cool with it I like it. Yeah. I like it enough that I slapped a gambit thing on it just to see what it would look like as a, Man, as you a, got you one know, of those? a scientific test. I did. And I, I was like, you know what? I like this rocket enough. I'll be the guinea pig out of the three of us. If you guys yeah. haven't applied one yet, I'll let you know how it looks. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, on my glaive. Yeah. Yeah. I would put one on my, like my, the Lubre glaive, the raid wow. one would be dope. Um, or the fusion, the stasis fusion for sure is going to get the pimp treatment. um but yeah i mean like lowering the cost as it levels and maybe i well the the more 
open slots you add to it, I think it messes with their UI. So like, it's it's weird. Like just unlocking them at the enclave, so you can mm-hmm. just go click click and just like like as you level, you go. I'm gonna unlock this mag, and then on the next like level ups, I'm gonna unlock this perk, and you just mm-hmm. pay then and there, and then good to go. Kind of like the artifact, right? Where they're like as you level it up and unlocks things, you can select, and then you just move on from there. I don't know. I mean, I'm just happy they're getting rid of those the next season. Yeah. And it's, it's just going to be one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is, case, to, to get budget credit, this is the fastest they've ever, A, admitted that there is something that is not in the player's best interest, and B, acted upon it. I think they kind of need a little bit of uh, like a clap, of a little bit of a clap mm-hmm. for that. Because typically, these are the things that get pushed to the back of what Bungie works on. It's mm-hmm. the stuff like, oh, no, there's a bug for this uh, exotic that can make you too powerful. Or, uh-oh, people are receiving too much XP. Those are the things that typically they work on. This, yeah. they're like, hey, this isn't working. So they recognize the mistake. They have a plan to correct it, and they're acting upon it very quickly. So... I think that they kind of need some kudos. If if we're gonna, if people like me are gonna criticize them when it comes to stuff, I gotta recognize whenever they do something great. So I'm very very happy about this. Oh yeah, they 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 definitely respond to the community. I just wonder if like the engagement numbers for like people that only logged in for maybe like four to five hours a week, they just like completely ignored weapon crafting because they're just so afraid to spend the materials that we had so little of. They're hoarding their Phoenix Downs and their elixirs. You never know when yeah. you're going to need them, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I play this game a lot and I've been hoarding materials because I'm afraid to use them. So, I mean, I fall in that same category as well. All right. That's pretty much it for the TWAP. Uh, just a quick note from DMG at the end that a lot of people have been grinding very hard. So make sure you take a break, drink some water, and you know, go touch grass. I guess uh, if it, if you're into that. <laughs> All right, next is time for weapons weapons breakdown. Right, we're going to do the three playlist weapons. Um, so that's a gambit, strikes, and crucible. So go ahead and start out with this gambit weapon and get it out of the way. Because the next two are hot. So the, the Gambit weapon is the Herald C. It's a stasis high impact frame auto rifle. And I don't know about you all. If I'm using the auto rifle, that crate that's a stasis rapid fire frame is so much more fun to use compared to this weapon. And it's an open world drop. And I have to grind Gambit to try to get one of these weapons. It's, I ain't going to grind Gambit. Not gonna be able to do it. So we'll go ahead and get into these weapon walls and see if you you got the the ones to go for. So PVE, the recoil direction of this weapon seventy seven, I think, or it's in the seventy. So arrowhead break maxes you out at a hundred. Then we'll go high cal, and then for me, auto loading holster and vorpal paired together because I think I'm not really going to use this weapon a lot. I just like I need to use a stasis auto. And that usually means shield breaking on majors at some point. They're, they're going to have station shields. 
So that's just kind of what the weapon I was thinking to use that keep in the back pocket for that. But this gun can also get stats for all and one for all combo, which I found to be pretty nice. I got it on a hand cannon recently, and that, that synergy just feels so good. Just doing that extra 35% damage and then having like near max stability and, and handling and reload at the same time. So that's what I'm thinking for it. And then PvP. I, said, I got that. I have a subsistence demo role yeah. on this, and uh, it feels pretty good, man. I mean, I got, I got, I'm pretty blessed on the roles typically in this uh, Gambit playlist, uh, specifically. So I got that one early. <sighs> what is it? You gas Gambit up. That's why. Listen, you know, me and the Drifter, we go way back. <laughs> so he, uh, so with that, I really like that subsistence demo. I can, uh, it, it, those, those play pretty nice together. So if you get that role, I'd, I would look for that one too. All right. Uh, if you use some PVP, God help you. But if you are, again, airhead break, high cal. And then I'm thinking dramatic stray reduction along with tap the trigger. So at all times, you're getting extra accuracy, benefit, and stability, and, and target acquisition. So, all right, Fox. I think you was on this shotgun like day one. Like I logged in and you and it's like, oh, I got a shotgun to drop because, dude, I love that shotgun. So, what we what we looking at with this? The, I, I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm gonna say the Fortissimo <laughs> 11 <laughs> kinetic slug shotgun uh, comes out of the strike playlist. This gun, uh, this gun has a lot of like cool rolls on it that are pretty synergistic. Uh, before. So Hammer Forged, this is for PvE. Hammer Forged, Assault Mag. I personally love Assault Mag. It's one of my favorite shotgun perks that I look for. And then fourth time's the charm. Vorpal, you can get a Demo and Adrenaline Junkie. Um, there are a lot of roles for this gun that uh, that play very nice together. We were actually talking about it in the pre-show, or it might have even been the pre-pre-show that uh we were talking about it on so uh <clears throat> i'll be i'll be real honest with you haven't played a whole lot of pvp this season uh but uh jared put a roll down here for fluted barrel accurized rounds perpetual motion and moving target or opening shot i would probably prefer the opening shot in that last column uh so man this is uh a great slug to have. It's nice that it's in that kinetic slot. Uh, it does go against like our heritage shotgun that we uh, gas up a lot on here. But if you're not a raider, if you're not a deep stone cryptor, this could be a good, uh, a good gun to fill in for that slot. In my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only thing is missing is auto loading holster, and then it would have been probably the best shot, the best kinetic shotgun to go chase. Unfortunately, that's the only thing it doesn't have. And you know, with Iron Banner going on, Crisis Inverted, an Arc One Forty RPM hand cannon is out to go get, and this is another weapon with lots of good combos to go chase. And I got two PVE walls to talk about. First one is Hammer Forest High Cal, 
and then Demolitionist with a Adrenaline Junkie. And this is Ark. So eventually Ark's going to have a 3.0. And whatever version of all tower rounds that we get in Ark, and you compare just throwing more grenades, and then your weapon doing 33% extra damage from getting a grenade kill, it just sounds like a match made in heaven. And I know Chad's over here so happy with his Titan main, and he can go double grenades all the time. He can go harder in much life and buff his grenades. And I know he's been loving Titan 3.0 for Void. I know you just probably just, you ever dreaming about Arc 3.0, ain't you? Oh man, the void explosions are just fun. I mean, with yeah. I mean, Heart of Inmost Light is definitely a a a MVP with uh with the void 3.0 because you you get a couple grenade kills and then you throw a shield, you got your grenade back already with uh, with the void 3.0 stuff. And you're just mm-hmm. I'm barely using guns. I'm just watching everything blow up and it's a lot of fun. And then I'm dropping a a, a shield for us to give us all some some overshields and. I'm excited to see what happens with Ark, especially because because uh, of the grenades and with demo and adrenaline and this being it's it's the that Amalon hand cannon, right? Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man, I I love Amalon guns so much, especially the hand cannons. Mm-hmm. Um, but demo adrenaline is definitely one to chase for sure for that one to have it in your pocket for that Ark 3.0. Not to mention like that role. This alone is it's a great at every activity you do, Gambit, PvP, and PvE. Like if you got that well on any hand cannon, you can roll judgment. any activity and just yeah, judgment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um so the second PvP roll is uh Hammer Forged Armor Piercing Rounds, Demolitionist with Adaptive Munitions. So I just I just thought it was a great comic because I actually almost got this role to drop in a crucible right before we went live. Instead of armor piercing rounds, I have high caliber, which oh no, I think I can live with that. In <laughs> right. <laughs> but how many times like you go to do we go do the nightfall and we're like oh we have ten arc shields and one solo shield. So you're like somebody one person has to run solo for that one shield, but with adapted munitions. You can bypass that. I take a couple extra shots, but you will eventually be able to break that shield in match game. So I think it wouldn't be a bad weapon just to keep uh, keep a lookout for. But PvP, it's in the energy slot. It's going to compete directly with Palindrome. As of right now, you haven't been had an opportunity for Palindrome to drop this season. Which I don't know if it dropped this week or not. I haven't did a nightfall, but it's going to be dropping soon, but maybe you don't have one and you can get a hand cannon that competes directly with palindrome. And that is hammer forged high caliber rounds, moving target and range finder. It has, I think it falls short of palindrome by two meters maxed out. I think you can, you can get this pushed down to 34 meters and palindrome can be easily at 36. Um, but it's right there, and it can, can compete very well. And it has, you know, as as Chad said, the Amalon perk. So you get the additional stability and reload at the top end of the magazine, which is good to keep your, your accuracy cone intact with Hankins. The only thing I, I note of here is, like, two of these three weapons are just amazing combinations. However, they are not craftable weapons. So I think, again, Bungie, it's probably just a little 
timid to throw some crazy perk combinations and like like 140 hand cannons was sort of the meta slug shotguns which is like they pretty much have been s tier in pve they kind of got bumped down a little bit but for the most part i mean these two weapons have been part of the meta no matter what you what you're doing and i'm just looking forward to maybe seeing if bungie ever opens this up a little bit when it comes to weapons to go craft that's kind of a little more in the meta and see how that shakes out because if that's the case we're probably going to see a lot of crafted 140 hand cannons running around in the crucible whatever that is an option you're going to get killed yeah like if that cantata was craftable I, i think that would be the most used gun in crucible because everybody's trying to level it up and then it'd be the top voted Reddit post that that gun needs a nerf. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think they they um they're kind of mitigating that issue with with them making all the vendor w- specific weapons um uh, chaseable like they did with uh with trials. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're able to um pick engrams and make them into a specific gun. So that's how they're kind of getting around not making it craftable, but making it easier t- for you to help narrow down getting just that specific weapon and hoping to get the god roll on it. Um, I think that's that might be as close as they're going to let the playlist weapons get. And they, they even said that they're going to like ro- uh, rotate them in as like each season goes on. Yeah. Um, so like I'm looking forward to definitely some of these guns that I just have not have a, abysmal luck getting and crafting a couple and hoping I get some some goodness out of it. You know, definitely Gambit Week is next week, right? Mr. Mr. Not mm-hmm. Ryan Fox. Um I believe double XP. I did see that when I logged in this week. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, so I'm, I'm definitely, I will be in there with you, my big boy, and we will be getting our 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 seals. Well, everybody knows what time's coming up now. It's time for the lore segment. And, and Chada, what do you got in store for us this time? Oh baby, I teased a little bit of it last week. Uh, we wanted to give some people a little bit of a, a little bit of time to catch up on the raid. And uh, uh, I definitely, I definitely did that. Um, we're talking about about Rolk, the guy who literally came out of nowhere. If you if you only play the game and do not read like spoilers, like we try not to spread spoilers. Um, so if you're in there, like you start hearing his voice, and it, if you have the subtitles on, you see the name there, Rolk, and you're like, who's that? Because um, you've heard the name Witness plenty of times, and all of a sudden this Rolk guy shows up. And he kind of talks to you a little bit during the raid, talks at you, you know. And uh, once you beat the raid and go back in, there's a, the preservation mission where you can go back in and and uh, you can hear a little bit more of his story. Um, he gives you a, kill, a little bit of snippets here and there. But uh, the the book that you get out of the raid and out of the, uh, the secret wish wall, we'll call it, um, actually gives you his uh, his origin. Um, we know that he is from a planet called Lubre, which had had a blue star and what I would, I guess, would call um, a a black hole. It's an open, it's a binary system where the 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 blue star orbits around the the black hole, which we've found plenty of them in the universe, so we know it's a thing and it exists. Um, and and they're actually in a planet that is in that same system. And 
through the book, we learn multiple things. One of them is that we believe that they've been stabilized by the traveler and then the traveler left. So Rourke's species was touched by the traveler. And we'll, we'll, I'll, once I get there in the story, I will definitely point it out. Um, but the lore book come, is, is, is in a very interesting point of view. It happens basically right after Rourke exterminates the rest of his kind and is the last surviving Lubrian person in existence. Um, he, is, he is having a conversation with the witness and they're having back and forth. And the entire time the witness is talking to him and they're having this conversation, he is, uh, they are pushing um, flashbacks, pulling memories out of Rolk's head and making them vibrant and, and making them something that he's experiencing again. Um, and this, this entire conversation is basically happening within the book and it's all happening like within like a certain block of time. Um, but it's, it's, it's set up in a weird way where, like you have Rolk talking and then you have the witness talking and then you have a flashback all happening at once. So I'll try to make it more apparent when those happen, obviously, because I'm going to be reading these directly because they're very good. Um, but if you read them, you can kind of you can see the differences of when when it shows just Rolk and a pat and a flashback and, and the witness. And I definitely recommend it so that you can get it a lot better of a, of a feel. I wish I had like a voice changer to do like the witness voice here so I could, you know, give you guys the real deal. Um but like I said, it starts off right after he, he kills his own kind. And in it just, he says, what have I done? Fear, how mothers, sadness, fathers come to hate their children. This sorrow, forgive, displeasure, me. Flashes back, chaos, lubre convulses, the sky shatters. This was the cost of justice? An enclosed cell introspection subjugation incoming life appended you made me do this 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 father's face mother's face empty clan broken blood pouring silence eerie it was them versus us then it was us versus them i ignored who us was i forgot who them was our city an abyss surrounds the brain made infinite or just empty divides silently conquers ignorant contentment love i was cared for my clan safety dual fire in the sky blue light salvation dark light death safety my clan my family and who cares for you now? There are none left. Do you desire it still? Once, I did once, and you returned it. Our wildlands and abyss separates, brand made. His anger flares to confront the stalkers. Father's hands hold me back. We lock eyes. His communicates sympathy, pain, regret. He won't let me reach the wanderers. Their blood spills. A lesson in inaction. Father wants me to see what he's seen, to feel the powerlessness he's felt, to feel insignificant, to accept the status quo. You were never capable of returning it. Slaughter. Our eyes meet again. Father's saddened, apologetic, afraid, and not of the stalkers returning across the bridge. 
but of me. He sees not the sane in my eyes, only confusion, anger, anger at everything. You have your answer. It is not our answer to have, but yours to embrace. Embrace why? Hello? And what more of this family is yours? They're gone, dead, all of them. They don't matter anymore. Is that so? What do you even want to know? You want to know more about my father, the Lubrayan traitor, or perhaps my mother, another Lubrayan traitor? I should have seen it coming. I could tell you about my clan, my clan father, clan mother, also Lubrayan traitors. They were all city dwellers once, loyalists to the regime before exiling themselves. Do you see now what I see? We see unfinished business. We see a child seeking validation. We see great loss. Content together, fire burns bright. Our cavern is a light we hide within it. Keep safe. The sky is outside. And surely there are some with shelter this night. Those who will be torn apart by the wild, by the umbral sun, by those Lebrain guards who call themselves stalkers, pursuing us on behalf of a brutal regime. Long ago, there were only wanderers, surviving a harsh landscape covered with shifting bloodthirsty flora. Surviving wildlife can flatten themselves until they are practically invisible. And now, we are divided, split by a shimmering orb that appeared briefly in our sky, as if having two suns isn't already crowded enough. What of this shimmering orb? It was before my time. It came. We evolved. It left, left us with a mess, those who believed in good progress and those who did not. Those who believed dwelled in the city, controlled it, filled it only with the light of the sapphiric sun, and endless day to keep the horrors of night away, revealing the horrors among us. They pushed progress for the sake of the few, while the rest of us took our chances under the alternating suns. And this shimmering orb you now see before you, there it is, shining silver in the sky, like the stories told. Providing hope when leaving everything to those who desire control but lack commitment and understanding. Look at them now. Bodies, limbs, vaporized remains, a shattered sapphire, lubre, irreparable, and umbral suns shining in the darkness. What have I done? What was necessary? We survive. We give back to the land. We help those in need. They come for us anyway. The regime raids our camp. No logical explanation for those they kill. Clan mothers, clan fathers, children. They kill us without purpose. And red, spattering courtesy of the stalker spreads across my face. Goodbye, Fent. Goodbye, clan uncle. I am covered in red. It is all I see. It spills out of these stalkers like endless crimson wave as I face them. Their valuables and instruments become mine. A glaive of my own, a severic converter. Father is carried off. Not killed. Not yet, anyway. Not many of us are left. Mother and the others look at me with concern, not for my injuries, but for those who have suffered at my hands. They disrespected your power. They were weak. And yet you still saved them when you could. The stalkers attack us until under the umbral sun during migration. They know how to find us. They know we move at twilight, the space between when the stalkers hunt and the planet kills. We barely survive at the safe house. They dance and sing, not in celebration, but in admiration of their continued existence and the memoriam of for those lost. I sit in anger. I hunger 
for revenge. Loss meant little to our kind. It was too rampant. Are you sure it wasn't just you? You know not what you ask. I am a boy. I hold a furry little yacht in my hands. As it wriggles before pulling it apart, it separates from its skin with ease. What is this worthless, pointless thing? Why show me this? This you have already seen, experienced. Surely you can handle it again. This worthless, pointless thing, it dies so unceremoniously. Did it ever matter at all? The children weep for their lost pet, but I feel powerful. You know what you are. You always knew. Mother and the others look at me with concern, not for my injuries, but for those who have suffered at my hands, and they are right to do so. Tearing their bodies to pieces brought only joy. What am I? I'm a man. I'm a monster. I knew it then, and I know it now. Not a monster. A savior. Father, it's been a year since you were taken, but we have not been attacked since. I know the stalkers still watch the clan, but I survive alone these days, ousted for being the only one brave enough to act. A liability, they called me. We will see what they say when I bring you back, if you still live. Every umbral sun, I walk the abyssal perimeter with the help of the severe converter's attunement to our great sun, providing me light in the dark. The stalkers don't expect me, so they don't see me, and the glaivite, a tool of the regime which I have named after you, Relic's Ward, makes eviscerating them much easier. I kill many looking for a sign of you, wash my hands with their blood in the hopes of your continued existence. And now, as you stand before me draped in the insignias of the very regime that took you, I am confident that you have no answers. As you call your fellow stalkers to overwhelm me, to bind me, to carry me into the dense, unending city of Lubre, I am confident that you are a coward. As you testify at my trial that I should be put to death for what the regime calls our immeasurable crimes, but should instead serve alongside the stalkers, alongside you, killing wanderers, annihilating clans, I am confident you are an opportunist. What about Mother, our clan? What about down with the regime? What about biding our time? Or is this another lesson in inaction and sparing ourselves from the absolute worst so you can barely live, barely survive? I am confident, Father, you will die by my hand. The regime took all that mattered to you, and yet you blamed your father. The regime never lied about who they were. They were brutal, yes, but honest. Honesty means something to you. It meant everything. Interesting. And so in the face of your father, the hypocrite, you leaned on the regime that enslaved you both instead, that killed so many of your kind. The regime did not enslave me. It freed me. The regime puts the glaive back in my hand, the one I named in honor of you. I have renamed it Relic's Bane. And now, no matter how you try to hide it, this scares you, just as I knew it would. The city may be overcrowded, the laws may be strict, the few may have all the power. But at least we're not out there trying fruitlessly to survive. But most importantly, Father, nobody denies me my thirst. My lust for blood, they encourage it, feed it. And they have begun to show me truths about the wanderers, about what the glimmering orb encouraged. You always claimed the hands of the regime were stained red, but you never showed me yours until now. How dare you stand before me now and confess your disloyalty to the regime? How dare you lie to me again? You may have overwhelmed me this time, escaped my grasp, but I am coming for you. I will end this. Stop. Why? 
I don't want to do this. I don't want to relive this. Most would die for the opportunity to retread their greatest moments. Great moments end in triumph, not mass extinction. In the end, what mattered? The end? No, no. We are very far from the end. You are not yet ready to taste true glory. You may not yet be familiar with the concept of metamorphosis, but we assure you, you are experiencing it right now. You were once free to roam your little box, but lacked wings to fly out of it. And so you grew them. The little larva that you were wrapped in a cocoon. Now you need only cut yourself from it. But to do so, you must leave behind that which made you weak, retaining only that which makes you strong. But my world shattered, recreated here for you, reformed all around me. Every painstaking detail, the suns, the abyss, the regime, Lubre, every painful memory. My clan, my family, Cloa, clan father, Kisa, clan mother, Kita, sister, Vruna, mother, relic, father, their heads in my hands. Love for them made you weak. Power over them made you strong. Upon reflection, you are filled with regret, believing yourself to be under the spell of the regime, believing your actions in their tenure to be wrong. But morality, oh dear Rolk, is subjective. And now that you are all that remains of Lubre, isn't it time you made the rules? Isn't it time you looked back upon your life with pride? After all, your actions brought you to us, and only we can help you emerge from your cocoon. We? What even are you? We are your salvation. We are your judgment. And soon, we will be your witness. We still got a, like another five more books to go, but it's yeah. his his origins are wild, man. Like, dude, yeah, he exterminates everybody, and the witness is trying to help imbue him with the sword logic. Essentially, is what it's doing, which is crazy. Trying to make him the pinnacle of his kind, and it did. So we'll mm-hmm. uh, next week we'll we'll finish that off, see where that's going, and then got a lot more stories from that raid to talk about. There's a lot in there, man. It sounds like he's got a lot of Anakin Skywalker in him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely a lot of that for sure. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm sure Fox just loves that reference. So, all right, it's time for the mailbag. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. First question: What is the strongest part of the newest raid? Uh, what what is it's just saying that. What What's I read it to be like, I, th- I read it to be like, what part of the new raid do you think is the best? So I don't know. It could be encounter, which I'd have to say is the final boss because it's unique from the other. Uh, but also, maybe it could be like the like the the views while you're running through. You know, oh, yeah. you're. You know, I said I think it could go a couple different directions. Nothing in the music really jumped out at me, but I would say, I would say that final boss fight—that's probably my answer. Okay. The thing I think that always um, stuck out to me is just one thing: walking in and like the worm god is like underneath the big cube, yeah, prism thing. Uh, that's the thing. Big mama progenitor there. 
yeah we'll 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 get to her in i think two weeks we'll we'll talk about her um but yeah seeing that site like right after you it's 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 isn't it on your way into there like you're not even at the first encounter yet and you like are walking down some stairs and you're like is that a worm god just chilling over there that was wild because i remember i was in the back like i wasn't there yet on day one and everyone's up there and they're like dude that's a big worm and i'm like walking through stuff i'm like oh yeah look at these worms that's a big worm and i'm like the one in the room and then i walk outside i'm like oh that's what you meant (laughs) that's a big worm Yep. Um, I think like Ryan said, it could be taken a lot of the ways. And I think they, with the music, they pulled a very breath of the wild thing where it was meant to be background where like it adds ambiance and it's, it's not like the only time it is any different is in the boss room, like during DPS, which is like, yeah, you know, it's gotta be epic cause you're, you're attacking the boss, but having it be kind of background noise and adding like some kind of ominous feeling a little bit like that was cool. But yeah, I agree with, with Ryan that last encounter the boss is definitely my favorite too just because it's so different from it's not just a he's right there shoot him and just shoot him it's it's great i like that i like that he's still running around trying to kill you guys while he's in dps mode it's nice i really like it because you don't have half your fire team running around with relics that's what i really enjoy about the final (laughs) encounter uh question two why does lfg suck so bad and do you ever LFG? Uh, I absolutely LFG. Uh, like if I'm at, if I can't get six people together to do a raid, uh, a lot of times I'll LFG the final boss, or or something like that. Uh, I think a lot of the LFG is where are you going to do the LFG? Um, I like the Discord server like. Destiny 2 LFG, I think it's called, or D2 LFG. Uh, that's probably my favorite place. Um, that and like Destiny Massive Breakdowns, the, those because those people are even more into Destiny than I am. So I don't ever have to worry about people not knowing what to do or something. Yep, IFG, I, the, I think the only thing I would say like, if you can go bad is like the master wellspring seems like nobody ever has like everybody's on oh, overload yeah. or everybody's on unstoppable or something like that so just just bite the bullet and go double anti-barrier i mean arbalist is your friend divinity is your friend to just just support everybody else and then you're gonna have a better lfg yeah, I, I've ha- I've been burned so many times by it that I just I will refuse to do it unless I'm with both of these guys at the same time, or if it's Wellspring one of them because I know that both of us will will run either both of the the and the champ mods or we'll cover each other. Because um, yeah, like Jared said, most of the time people all weirdly run the same thing and yeah. ignore the other one. So yeah, yeah, it's just it's just my luck is 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 and and i already i go into it already feeling like it's going to be bad which ruins it so yeah <laughs> yeah go in as a support class ursa titan well locked throw the healing nades out just like you, there's always some you know johnny two sticks out there running head first with a sword thinking he can sort everything in a master activity and it doesn't work out so just do what you best just to help everybody else get through the, the encounter or raid or whatever and you'll end up having a better time. 
All right, question three. Describe Crow in three words. All right. Um, I got to think about this. What? Mine's going to be baby back (laughs) B-I-T-C-H. I wish I saw this question earlier. Um, Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Grab a Snickers. What, what reminds me, I, I think I think the name was Raya on Star Wars Rebels. Like they was like stealing spice from the Pikes, and like they have this big argument, and she's like, and so she just dumps the spice out in hyperspace, which is the absolute worst move possible. Like as a crow does, he just makes the absolute worst move possible, and I don't oh, know. Man. It just it's just so dumb. He's pulled know, Star Wars out twice now, Ryan. Yeah, you got me started. <laughs> I must have been asleep during the first one. Yeah, just talking about be beneath twin suns on that on that lore too. <laughs> well, I thought we was on There's three. There's three. There's four. Oh boy! All, All right, right, question numero cuatro. Uh, favorite <laughs> encounter fight in Destiny raid? Okay, in any Destiny raid, there it is. Um, that's a tough one, man. Like I, I, I love wrath of the machine. So Axis, yeah. like the actual boss fight Axis, is one of, was one that I really, really like a lot. Like I, I love that, that fight so much. And the, and the, the Zumboni mm-hmm. is a lot of fun on the wall. Um, but, uh, man, I like, mm-hmm. I think those are the two that I would like to play again in D2 the most. Yeah. Like if I were to play them right now, I think it's called the descent on Deep Stoke Crypt, where you go and and you're dumping the nukes into like the chest. Yeah, the chaos room. The chaos room. Yep. I think that's because yeah. you can slightly challenge yourself by saying no comms, and it's like yeah. whatever buff you grab, just go, just grab and it. I think I think that can be very fun, and I just, that's the one I'm picking. Yeah, it gets wild. Um, probably. Golgoroth is my favorite boss fight and my favorite like puzzle fight. Uh, what's the one with Leviathan in Le- Leviathan to where everybody you had to like run the relay at the end? The gauntlet? Around the outside. Yeah, the gauntlet. The gauntlet. I think yeah. that would probably my favorite boss fight is uh, Golgoroth. My favorite like puzzle encounter would be Gauntlet. All right, question five. What are your goals by the end of the season? For me, it's just all raid adept weapons and then Conqueror times four. Yeah, so I want the raid seal and title all the adept raid weapons. I want to be able to craft the normal version of the raid weapons. I want to get the, what is it? Conqueror four and uh dredging four. Those are my goals for the end of the year. Season. Or the um, end of the season rather. Sorry. Um, definitely uh, gilding all the titles that I can guild is, is, is in there. Um, maybe finishing all the throne world, uh, 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 triumphs just cause I'm a, I'm a, I'm a triumph seeker for no reason. 
um, and uh, and getting that raid fusion because I still haven't had it to drop. I haven't had that drop or the or the linear or the SMG. I haven't had any of those three oh. drop once. <laughs> so I haven't I'm had like, the SMG I, yet. Yeah, yeah, and he has the exotic. <laughs> yeah. There's only one drop chance for that, but there's two for the others. Well, he's been running bosses, so that makes sense. All right. That is it for the podcast, guys. That's it. All right. Well, uh, make sure you follow us on Destiny CC Pod uh, on Twitter at Destiny CC Pod. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on Twitch. All those are like Conqueror's Corner. Uh, click the bell, like, subscribe. Yada, yada, yada. I'm going to let these other two guys sign off. Uh, make sure you get those Iron Banner bounties done. Don't, care, don't worry about the quest. Get the bounties done because getting max level and that plus 15 on the artifact before Grandmaster starts so you can get them all done in one week and, and wet back Conqueror 4. Yep. April 5th is when that starts. So I, I would normally say read the lore, but um, this week definitely focus on the that 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 iron banana because it's going to take the most time um and let me read it for you for a little bit all right let me let me let me take your books out of your hands and let me do it for you for a minute go cats love you guys <laughs>